Welcome to Let's Parent on Purpose. This podcast is here to help you build kids that are going to build the kingdom of God. My name is Jay Holland, and I'm going to bring to you 20 plus years of student ministry, foster parenting, and parenting my own kids as we share tips and tricks to help us thrive and not just survive these parenting years. Well, hey, if you're just joining this podcast for the first time ever, I want to welcome you and uh, so glad to have you and also recommend that you go back and listen to the one right before this, uh, Let's Parent on Purpose number six, which was about backpacks and boulders. Um, It's really a two-part really a two-part series, and uh, I, I don't think I said that in the last podcast, but listening to these two together will give you a, a much greater picture. And if you are somebody who it's not your first time, and you're actually listening more than once, either you're a relative of mine and feel a deep obligation for which I love you, thank you, or you've actually found it helpful. And either way, that's really encouraging. And um, again, uh, might want to refresh with the podcast on backpacks and boulders because it, it really goes together with today's topic and it comes out of the same book. The book is Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and um, I think that I think the other guy's name is Townsend and I can't remember his name. I don't have the book in front of me. I came across this book about 15 years ago and uh, and it really did. Uh, transform the way that I looked at some relationships because I had some different relationships in my life where there was some enabling going on, there was some codependency, and uh, the the teaching from boundaries, which really is wrapped up in Galatians chapter 6, uh, really helped set me free. And I think if you think about them and, and you can put it to practice in your life, you might find the same thing. So Galatians chapter 6 uh, says a couple different things, and I'll review really quickly what we talked about last time. Galatians 6, 1 uh, through 3 has this principle of restoration of people, but then it goes on to say, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But then just a couple of verses later, it says that each of us shall carry our own burden or each shall carry our own load, depending on which um, which which translation you use. And, and so you have this dilemma in here where on one hand, I'm to carry my own load, uh, but the, uh, the other hand, I'm supposed to carry somebody else's load or somebody else's burden. And, and the visualization that we use that's been so helpful in my life is think about backpacks and boulders and how in everybody's life, uh, we all, whether we're, you know, I have a five, seven, nine, and 14-year-old, they all have a backpack. So do I. I actually have a backpack that I, I carry every day that, that has the stuff that I need for my day. It's my daily responsibility. And in everybody's lives, we've got certain things that are our responsibility, depending on what age we are, depending on where we are in life. That's our backpack. But at the same time, everybody has boulders that come into their lives. It could be a tragedy, it could be a, a sickness, maybe just something comes along that is so far over our heads, uh, not necessarily through any fault of our own, but it's a boulder. And if we don't get some help, we're going to be crushed. But the problem is a lot of times people will step in and they will pick up somebody else's backpack as if it's a boulder. Um, you know, other times people will just insist on carrying these boulders and refusing help. And what happens is, is they get crushed very quickly. Now you can carry a small boulder for a few feet, 
but unless you're in a strongman competition, and even those guys, they can't carry it indefinitely. You cannot carry boulders by yourself indefinitely. You need help. So you take that teaching of understanding backpacks and boulders, that there are certain things that are daily responsibilities, weekly, monthly, that that should fall on us. Um, And then there are other things that are boulders that are just too big to handle, and and we need others. And how, as a parent, this is a great tool to teach your kids. Um, and, And you can even use that backpack illustration. You know, their homework goes in their backpack, and their homework is their responsibility. You don't take your homework to school, well, I'm sorry, that was your backpack. Should have been in your backpack. It's not in my backpack. So we take that teaching, and then we pair it with today, where we're going to talk about the law of sowing and reaping. And and I think you'll get a bigger picture that will help you not just with your kids, but it might help you in uh, some some difficult family relationships, might help you in work or in school or in other environments. If you keep reading in Galatians chapter 6, a little bit after that sowing and reaping passage, it it says in verse 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption. And the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So the Bible says that uh, there are no crop failures. Whatever we sow we're going to also reap. And this is true in everybody's life. But when I think about lives, and I, and I think about the reality of how life plays out, sometimes that doesn't seem to be true. Because sometimes what I see is that one person sows and another person reaps. Um, sometimes one person sows and they continually sow. They sow bad decisions, bad habits. You think about an addict. And, uh, and everybody around them reaps. Well, what we want to do is we want to take this law of sowing and reaping, and especially when we have kids and they're back in our house, as much as possible, we want the right person to reap the right consequences. Now, let me give you an illustration. Uh, God has invented this really neat thing called gravity. And uh, in case you're unfamiliar with gravity, the way gravity works is if I am up on something and I jump off thinking I can fly, uh, I will descend to the earth at a rate of 9.8 meters per second squared, which means I will go faster and faster, and the higher I am, I will hit harder and harder. Now, it's, it's fun and exciting when you're on the earth and you jump up, and for that quarter of a second, you feel like you're escaping gravity, but the truth is you're not. You smash right back down to it. Um, as you climb up something and jump off, you find that uh, you can jump a couple feet, but after you get past that, when you experience gravity, you will experience something else called pain. You might experience broken bones or torn limbs, um, and if you jump from high enough and you hit just right, you will experience this little thing we call death. Now, In the case of gravity, the way gravity works is typically we don't start with jumping really high. We climb up and we learn our boundaries. We learn our limits. And uh, so we learn that I I, I can jump a little bit, but I can't jump a lot because when I jump a lot, it hurts. Now, what would happen, though, if I started climbing and I got higher and higher and every time I jumped, there was somebody below me to catch me and break my fall? Well, uh, you know, I might escape that jump without breaking a limb, without even getting a bruise, but the person below me is going to reap all of the consequences of that gravity. At the same time, 
I'm going to start thinking that I have the ability to jump higher and higher because it doesn't hurt when I jump. So what happens in that situation is I don't have a problem. The person below me has a problem. So let's take this back to sowing and reaping. Uh, in, in so many cases, in so many situations, what we find is there's a person making bad decisions. Uh, sometimes they're little things. Sometimes they're terrible. But instead of them reaping the natural consequence that God has put in place, somebody else steps in and reaps that consequence. Now, I want to say on an eternal level, Jesus did this for me. Jesus did this for you. And I'm so incredibly grateful. Uh, he paid the debt that we could not pay, that would that would cost us um, our, our life separated eternally from God. Um, but let's take it back, not on an eternal scale, on a day-to-day scale. And let me just give you a simple example. Um, let's say that you're in your house or you've taken your kid, you've dropped them off at the bus stop or they've walked to the bus stop or you've dropped them off at school and you're on your way to work. All of a sudden you get this frantic text or call from your kid that they forgot their homework at home, that they worked on it, that they did it, but that they forgot it at home. And could you please turn around, go home and get their homework and bring it to school? Now you have a choice at that point. You can do it so that your kid doesn't experience the stress and anxiety. They're able to turn it in on time and keep that grade up so that you get that bumper sticker to put on the back of your car that says that your kid is better than everyone else's. Or you can get to work on time, but you can't do both. So what do you do in that situation? Do you step in? Do you take the consequence and bail your kid out? Or do you let them experience the discomfort, um, the consequence of getting a bad grade? Uh, you know, sometimes in, in, in these situations, it might be a test grade. They might get an F instead of an A because they forgot to bring it. So what's going to happen? What are you going to do? Who is going to reap the consequence? Now, you, you might think, well, I'm a loving parent. So as a loving parent... I'm going to I'm going to help them out cuz I don't want them to get a bad grade and what if they get a bad grade here and they turn to a life of crime and you know the awfulest of awful things I have to pay for their college cuz they don't get scholarships. Well, let me tell you, if you step in and you bail them out on these little things, they're going to learn that they have a perfectly good system. They don't have a problem, you have a problem. They have no motivation to change because, you know, maybe you're going to yell at them when they get home, but yelling doesn't really hurt kids. Uh, So they're willing to take the yelling because they've got a good system. When they forget things, mom or dad is going to step in and bail them out. And if you begin this habit, there's always a crop, but you're reaping the crop and they're not reaping the crop. Now, the funny thing is when these situations happen, and and like I said, it could be homework, but it can get much, much more complicated, complex, and difficult. And what I have found is in situations where there is somebody, an enabler, who continually bails out uh, somebody who's making bad decisions, the enabler thinks that that person should be incredibly grateful and thankful. But in truth, they tend to be resentful. They tend tend to... come to expect that they're going to get bailed out, and any time it doesn't happen, uh, they overreact. Well, well, why is that the case? Because you have trained them that this is the way the world works. You've trained them that you're always going to be there to bail them out. Um, this can happen in work environments. Uh, have you ever worked with somebody, uh, maybe in a school environment or maybe in a work environment, where 
they are chronically late and they're asking for you to cover for them or they're doing sloppy work, but you're a part of a team. And so you're afraid that if you don't step in and bail them out, it's going to reflect poorly on you. So you're constantly, constantly stepping in, taking the blow for them, bailing them out. And you think they should be thankful, but instead they're not thankful. Um, They've got a good thing going. And then what happens is they look like they did good work. They get promoted and you get stuck. This isn't a matter of you being a good Christian and being a good believer. This is a matter of you being a people pleaser, you feeling like you have to be the superhero, and instead you're the one that's constantly displeased because you are reaping somebody else's crop. So what's the law of sowing and reaping? Um, The law of sowing and reaping goes back first to the idea of backpacks and boundaries. First, you need to be able to discern and figure out what is somebody's proper backpack. And let me just give you some appropriate ones. These are off the top of my head. A little kid should be able to pick up after themselves. A little kid should be able to do their homework. They may need a little guidance, but you don't need to do their homework. You've already passed elementary. A little kid should be able to use manners. A little kid should be able to clean up after themselves at the dinner table. If you keep stepping in and doing these things, then again, they've got a great system. You have a bad system. You've got the problem. A teenager should be responsible to know what homework they have, should be responsible to get it done. A teenager should be able to figure out how to get their own spending money without stealing it from your wallet. Um, You know, you may have an agreement that they're in such a difficult school schedule that they, um, you don't want them to have a job because you want them to concentrate on school or you may need the extra help around the home. But a teenager should be responsible for a certain amount of the household chores that are beyond just taking care of themselves. Um, A grown-up should be responsible for paying their own bills. And, you know, a grown-up should be responsible for their own house payment, for their own car payment, for their own phone payment, for their own food budget. And if they're constantly short and you're stepping in to pay these regular things, then again, they don't have a problem. You think they have a problem, but they don't have a problem at all. You have the problem. And so I want you to project. You've got little kids, and they call because they've forgotten something terrible at home, and the world is going to end if they don't get it. And you feel that sense of panic rising up inside you that if you don't save the day, their life is going to be crushed. I want you to pause for just a second. I want you to imagine 20 years into the future when the same things happen. And this time, it's they failed out of college and you get to pay for the next full semester because they didn't follow through. And then you project five years in the future and they've gotten somebody pregnant or they've become impregnated and you get to raise their kid because you have created a system of bailing them out along the way. So what's at stake in you not taking your little kid's homework to school? What's at stake when you stop picking up after your teenager and you let them have their own responsibility? Maybe your peace and sanity as an adult and maybe their ability to function as a helpful human being. Again, I, I don't care if my kid has a, gets me a sticker for my truck that's going to sit on the back that says that, they, uh, that they're an honor roll student. I want them to have character. I want them to have work ethic. I've already done elementary. I don't need to do it again. I don't, I don't need to master it, and I don't need to live vicariously through them and have everything go perfect in their life. I need them to reap simple, easy, 
natural consequences now so that they're not reaping devastating consequences later. See, because you can take all of these little consequences now. You can absorb these things, and maybe you'll be frustrated. Uh, maybe you'll be difficult for a little bit, but, but they're not that big a deal on you, and you feel bad expecting things of them. But there's going to come a time when their irresponsibility starts affecting not just them and not just you, but many people around. And it's typically a pattern. It doesn't just happen overnight. So what are you going to do with this? Where can you look in your life to see that you keep stepping in and picking up somebody else's backpack, that you keep pretending that their daily load is a mountain and a boulder? Where are you stepping in because even though you're frustrated and you know that they should do it, you're just not willing to go through the short-term conflict, so you keep stepping in and doing it for them, but you're building up long-term resentment and they're building up long-term bad habits. What are you going to do? What crop are you going to stop reaping for somebody else so that they can reap it themselves, they can experience the consequence, and they can get on with changing and having good character? Hey, look, this is easy to talk about, I know, and it's hard to put into practice, especially, again, if somebody's got a system that they're perfectly fine with. But you pray about it. You seek the Lord. You get some accountability with some friends, and you work hard on this, and and the Lord will step in and help. And it probably won't happen overnight but you will love the results. The law of sowing and reaping, there are no crop failures, so let's let the right person reap the right crop. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you, and if it is, it's going to be helpful for somebody else too. So please share uh, share on Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, however you want to share. Let other people know about this resource out there. Uh, maybe you want to also pick up the copy of Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud, which is a super helpful book on this subject. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose, and you can catch us once a week, a new blog and a new podcast coming out. Um, Also, this is the ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. You can check us out at covenantfellowship.com, and if you're on the treasure coast of South Florida, come visit with us if you don't have a church family. This has been Jay Holland reminding you again, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's going to take time, but the Lord will be in it, and you will be rewarded if you seek Him and seek to apply God's principles in your life. Have a great week. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon.